The following podcast is a glimpse into the life of First United Methodist Church in Beaumont, Texas. We pray it is a blessing as you seek to love your city with the heart of Christ. Every, every day, somebody picked him up and they put him there in the place that people passed to go into the temple. They, they put him there because for his whole life he couldn't even walk. And, and, and his work was to stay in that place and beg for alms. And, and, and one day after the resurrection, before Christ's return, Peter and John were walking into the temple at the hour of prayer. And there, there he was. We, we don't know his name, but he was there. And he looked at Peter and John like they had money. And Peter and John said, we, we don't have any money. But Peter said, I will give you what we do have. And, and, and it wasn't so much that, that, that what Peter and John had was something that, that they possessed in their pocket to hand out, but it is what possessed them and consumed them. And Peter stuck out his hand and said, at the name of Jesus, be healed. And he pulled the man up, and for the first time in his whole life, he stood on his feet. And then he went to whooping and hollering and running through the temple. He'd never been allowed in that space because he was lame. He was unfit. He was discounted. He was disgraced. And at the name of Jesus, all of that changed. And Peter and John were hanging out on Solomon's porch, and all these people saw this man running and whooping and hollering and praising God, and they looked at Peter and John and like, what did you do? <laughs> That's how it plays out in my, my mind. <laughs> I know, it's... it's it ain't right, but that's how it plays out. And, 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 and Peter said, why are you surprised? Why are you surprised? The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob gave us Jesus in the fullness of time. And at the name of Jesus, I mean, Peter said, it wasn't, it wasn't our power. It wasn't our piety. It was at the name of Jesus that this man was healed. And then, and then Peter said what we are used to hearing back in Lent. Repent, therefore, and turn to God. Now, repent itself means turn, so this is a double turn for emphasis. Repent, turn away from your sin, and turn to God. 
Peter says, turn, turn, turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out and you might receive a time of refreshing. I, 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 don't, know about, I don't know about you, but, but I feel like we are in a time of refreshing after 178 years of ministry together. Amen? I, 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 in, in, in my own life, in my own life, you are a time of refreshing for me. 25 years of ministry behind me. Who knows how many more years of ministry ahead. It's a time to be refreshed. It is a time to do things God's way, in a new way. And I got curious about that time of refreshing, and refreshing in the Greek means our faculties and our affections, our will, what we choose, our conscience, what, what what direction we're heading, our imagination, what we hope, and our heart, how we feel. And, 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 and God intends for us to find that sweet spot right in the center of that picture where we live, we try to live all the time, but I, I, I don't know about you, um, sometimes we need to, I need to work a little harder. I need to, well, I, 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 I thought about it and prayed about it, and here's, here's four ways that I've been able, God's been able to help me find the sweet spot for refreshing. First, yielding to God's Spirit, even begrudgingly so. <laughs> yielding to God's Spirit is yielding to God's Spirit, even if we say, God, really? I, no, I, okay. And that's how it goes for me most of the time. Remaining open to God's possibilities. You see, because we, we think about things and, and, and we make plans for things and, and God has sometimes other things in store. When I started off to college, I wanted to fly jets for the Navy. That means landing a $30 million aircraft on a postage stamp that's bumping and jumping in the sea. God said, you don't need to do that, son. There are people who can handle those planes. <laughs> Other possibilities. And then being responsible for myself. My will, my conscience, my heart, and my imagination belong to me. So, so I can no longer say, that dog of mine makes me so happy when he wags his tail off every time I come home. That means that he's the boss of me. Or, or those drivers on Interstate 10, they make me so mad. That means that they're the boss of me. And, I mean, we're in Texas. We don't want anybody to be the boss of us, do we? I can now say, 
sometimes I get frustrated when I have to drive on the freeways because sometimes people don't see me in my little car. But I'm the one who gets frustrated. I can say, I am so happy to see my puppy dog wag his tail off when I come home because he's my dog and I'm his boy. So we yield to God's Spirit. We remain open to God's possibilities. We are responsible for ourselves and we love and forgive. You remember our baptismal covenant? We will surround one another with a community of love and forgiveness. And, and that, means, that means loving and forgiving ourselves too. That means that, that when we even begrudgingly yield to the Spirit, we say there's grace enough for me. Have you ever grown a tree? I know that's not proper English. <laughs> Sorry about that. This is, this is a little tree that I've been growing for about three years now. And I know it's three years old because Toby the dog is four years old. And, and we discovered this tree in a neighbor's yard when it was just a little acorn sprout. And, and this, this spring, I got worried about the tree because that last freeze we had, I didn't pull it inside. And, and, and it didn't bud out as soon as the other trees in the yard were budding out. And I looked at it, and I told Holly, I said, I, I, don't, I, I don't know that the tree is going to make it. And Holly said, look at that other tree. It's not, it's not leafed out yet. Hope. It'll make it. And then all of a sudden it did. And this tree is as beautiful today as it was when it was an acorn on the big tree. And this tree is as beautiful as it will always be because it's a beautiful tree. When Jesus went home to Nazareth to preach, he stood up and they handed him the scroll and he found the assigned text for the day and it, it, it was Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring good news to the oppressed, to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the privileged, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor to comfort all who mourn, to provide those who mourn in Zion, to give them garland instead of ashes, oil of gladness instead of mourning, the mantle of praise instead of a faint spirit. And Jesus didn't read this part, but, but the prophet continued and said, they will be called oaks of righteousness. My little tree happens to be some kind of oak tree. I think it's a red oak. But just like that tree, so are we. Oaks of righteousness. And because we are God, and because God continues to shape us and make us, we are 
beautiful. We are beautiful. There is a deeper hope among us than we can fathom. There is greater transformation among us than we can imagine, and there is truer possibility than we can project, all because of Christ's life, death, and resurrection. You know how I know? Last Sunday afternoon, we came down for a staff meeting, and, and I saw one of those Beaumont Green Rolly things out of place. It was at the end of the corridor by, by, by our, our Once Upon a Dream daycare. And I went to investigate because I'm curious like that. And, and, and I got there and I, I saw a rolled up rug. I'm just trying to keep the campus secure. I'm just trying to keep my people safe. There, there, there's signs posted, there's video cameras, and, 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 and somebody's made this their home. And, and I moved the big and I was going to reach down and, and grab the mat, and the Holy Spirit refreshed my mind. I was like, I, I, no! I, okay. And God reminded me that I had just entered somebody's home. And God reminded me that that rolled-up rug was somebody's bed, and I was going to throw it away. So I came back in, we had staff meeting, put the Beaumont Green Rolly thing back where it belongs, and, and after staff meeting, I wrote, I wrote this letter. Sunday, April 8th, 2018. Dear friend, when I saw the green rolling container here, I looked around this area and discovered your mat. With deep regret, I must inform you that this is not a place you're allowed to stay. I, I know that you need shelter for the night, and God help me write the letter because you know what I was going to do. If you're willing to come by the office tomorrow morning, we are able to provide three nights at the Salvation Army, which we will do for you. I know that some other place works to provide meals if you're hungry. For the safety of those involved in church ministry, I, I must ask you to move from this place for the night. Thank you for understanding. John, lead pastor, First United Methodist Church. I told Ken about it, and I said, you know, let's, let's just keep our, be mindful of, 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 of our campus. And, and on Wednesday, I went back, and the bed was gone, and I found my note. And in all capital letters, it says, thank you, Pastor, with a smiley face. May God bless and I say God has because God makes beautiful things out of dust and God makes beautiful things out of us. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would like more information, please visit our website at www.lovebeaumont.com.